Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks Podcast. We've got a great guest in store, but before I do her incredible intro, John, how are you, my friend? Oh, excellent. I got a nice fat belly from lunch now and ready yeah. to continue our podcasting adventures for we the got day. a little bit of rain outside, which yeah. desperately needed here in Texas, so... I would say it cooled it off, but the humidity just kicked up, so I don't know that it actually did yet. But I'm hopeful for this evening when the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah, my I swear it'll be raining all across town and my yard does not get a single drop of rain. It just literally goes around us. So fingers crossed that we get some today because my grass is a shade of yellow that obviously grass should not be. <laughs> should not be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we have a great guest in store for you guys. Marianne Pruitt, the CEO of Mosaic Media. Mosaic Media is a collection of media experts who monitor advertising space and airtime. And she's here today to share some marketing wisdom gleaned from her extensive career in media strategy and how it relates to the ever-evolving climate of media. Marianne, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So we like to kick things off with an icebreaker. Let's kick it. Ice, icebreaker. Okay. What is your dream vacation? Ooh, okay. I know this one. Okay. Okay, good. Funny, I love that you guys go ice icebreaker. My maiden name is <laughs> yeah. Spinella. So I my PE teacher in elementary school always called me Vanilla Ice because of that. That's so fun. Ice Icebreaker, I'm all for it. <laughs> but the, my last name actually goes with what my dream vacation is. My dream vacation is actually to go to Sicily with my father, where our family is from. So go and be in a villa, go see the church that my grandparents were married in. That's my dream vacation. I've been to Italy. I've never been to Sicily and I've never been with my father. So that's my dream. Oh, that would be special. Yeah. And take my husband, take the whole family and just go together. So that that's my dream right there. That's a really good one. I'm a huge foodie and I've never been to Italy and <sighs> Italy is supposed to be a great oh, yeah. place to go to experience like a great food culture. For so sure. For sure. I'd say that's at the top of my list too. So what I love in Italy is the pizza's by the weight. It's not by the slice. So you're really like weighing out the pizza and you're trying to figure, okay, you know, you could do it by the by the weight as opposed to okay. a slice. So yeah, no, I'm a giant, I mean, I'm a Sicilian girl from South Jersey. You can't be yeah. a, not be a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> it's our life. <laughs> that, that's cool because, okay, so we here down here in Texas, we weigh our barbecue by the pound. Yes, you so, do. My husband's family know, is from Katy, so I totally get it. Oh, crazy. Yeah. That is literally like 35 minutes away, yep. right yep. down the road. Yeah. So I totally That's so cool. It. So yeah, we weigh our pizza. You guys, y'all weigh your barbecue. We're good. <laughs> so what is like, you know, I know that I can probably do like a quarter pound of like one meat and another quarter pound of another meat. So it's like a full half pound of meat and like maybe one side is like comfortable what is like the weight of pizza that is good I'm for one? I'm trying to remember. It's by grams. So I'm trying okay. to remember like what I would weigh. And for me, I'm a total, as my father would say, you're such American. And I would go in <laughs> like, and I'd be like, I just want that much. And I'd, you know, yeah, exactly. I'd just weigh it out. So, like, but it's by <laughs> grams. So usually, it, but you, 
what I love about that is it's like, okay, I don't just have to get pepperoni and cheese. It's like, I want that much of like the wild mushroom and I want that yeah. much of the capicole. And, you know, oh, that is so cool. And the flavors are incredible because it's so, it's totally different than American pizza. So yeah. yeah. Oh. And different okay. regions of Italy. Yeah. You got to go. It's just. I'm super jealous. Super jealous. John, what about you, man? What is your place where you'd like to go? Well, I think I got to tell what I said earlier that I'm living the dream right now. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> yeah. I think I would want to go somewhere with an exotic white sand beach. I don't know that it really matters where. Oh, you know what? I think it's in Mexico. There's like a an island that has a cove in it and there's a beach inside the island, but you have to get there through a cave or helicopter or something. Oh, that sounds awesome. That would be the place. I should have that better prepared really cool. and got the actual answer for where that is. But Oh, yeah. you're good. Um, no, no judgment That'll here, suffice man. for now. Anywhere is a good dream. I, I've talked about this before, probably on the show, so I won't deep dive, but I backpacked through Glacier National Park. Oh, yeah. And that was stunning. So I think I would like to experience more of the national parks in that type of context. Like it's one thing to just go like as a tourist and see it, but like experiencing it like as a, like a wilderness perspective, Mm -hmm. like truly backpacking and it, you know, camping like backcountry was a lot of fun. So I think I'd like to experience that again. We actually went into Canada before we like boated back into the US to do our hike. And the little part of Canada that we went to was absolutely stunning. So I'd say that any of those... Those national parks would probably That's be my awesome. dream vacation. That'd be fun. And I only had to go with that because you had already chosen Sicily. And, oh, you know. You know. <laughs> I, I set the bar pretty high. That's right. You said high. high, I know. <laughs> well, I'm super excited to be talking with you because our audience is kind of, I think, exists of two types of people. We've got a lot of business owners out there that listen to our show who are looking for, uh, obviously, different ways to grow their business or to get the most out of their marketing budgets or to just hear new ideas and ways that they could be positioning themselves to be successful as a brand. But then we also have several agencies out there that are listening to our podcast. I've had several of those owners reach out to me and be like, hey, your podcast told me about this tool that I never knew about. So... I'm excited about our conversation because I feel like you really can communicate to both of those, you know, audiences. So I would like to start by why don't you just kind of give your own introduction because hopefully mine was helpful, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, media is my love and it has been for now of a career of over 20 years, which is crazy to me because I did start young, but now I'm feeling like the older person in the office. It starts to go that way. <laughs> and, you know, once you once you teeter-totter over that 40 mark, you're like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so now I'm the old wise one. But with that, we we concentrate on media and what are your media strategies? What are your paid tactics? How does your earned media go with your paid tactics? How are you maximizing those paid tactics? And in today's world, it's so specialized and confusing. People are and brands are confused, agencies are confused, and it's become that. For on the agency side, so we work a lot with agencies and we work a lot with in-house brands. And in the agency side, because it's become so specialized, it's become more expensive to keep in-house. And that's one thing that more and more agencies are looking at. Okay, even if it's a hybrid model, I'm going to outsource part of it. So my overhead's not there. So it's actually a revenue generator. Our goal is that it's a revenue generator for that agency as opposed to just overhead cost. And then when it comes to the in-house team, sometimes you get the, you know, the, the CMO that understands the strategy, knows exactly what they want to do. They have a creative team. They have all that. And then it's like, oh, what am I going to do? When am I going to put all the creative? How am I going to make this sure this is exactly what I need. I don't have a full digital team of 12 people to make sure that it's carried out. 
And then how do we do it? So it is maximizing those dollars and knowing media, where you are doing it, what you are doing and who that target audience is and how you're reaching them. Not just making sure that you have the right creative to reach them, but making sure that you have the right tactic to reach them. It's the first time in American history we have five working generations. And so if we think about that, we cannot sit back and be lazy or non-strategic on how we are doing our media strategy. Yeah, that's, I've never really thought about that, but that's absolutely true. Like those are totally different messages, totally different demographics, personas. I mean, everything about those audiences might look a little differently and the platforms in which they consume media, right? Exactly. And it's gone are the days of the demographic. You just hit on it, Andrew. It's gone are the day of just the yeah. demographic. It's the persona. What are the habits behind that individual and how are we reaching them? Because I'm going to reach a 75-year-old man differently than I am a 16-year-old girl, but they all have spending capabilities in our society and how are we doing it? And they all influence each other too. So there's quite a bit that goes into it and how are we maximizing that strategy? It's pretty cool because we have the capabilities of being able to target. 20 years ago, it was you put it on radio and TV and you wait for for the cash register to ring. Now we can, there's a lot more we can do. Yeah. So, I mean, I think for a lot of the listeners out there, especially smaller businesses that are listening to this show, is that they might only think about like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and maybe Google ads. Like those are kind of the top three I feel like small businesses are like familiar with, but it's way, way more than that. I mean, that's not even scratching the surface seriously to what all is available, right? No, the data sources now that we have available and I'll dig in a little bit deeper on the ones you just said. On Facebook, with Apple changing and everything changing, we can't target the same way we were even two years ago. And with that, Facebook now is more of a brand recognition type of platform as opposed to a targeting platform of what it was. Okay, so how are we going to target? And if you're not starting to think about the evolution of your targeting into a programmatic buying space, that's where you're behind. Programmatic is still the Wild West but of targeting those personas, but the data sets that we have available to be able to do it, it's very targeted, but you're getting the results in that targeted manner within the geos and the personas that you want to reach. Yeah. I mean, so for our listeners, because I think that the word media buying is like a terminology that we know in the agency world, but I don't think necessarily most businesses know what that like completely entails. What is media buying? How would you define that? What are the kind of the layers of which there is to running a successful campaign? That is such a good question because it can be so confusing, right? So anything that is going to be paid, that is going to reach your consumer in some way is media buying. And you should have a strategy behind it. A lot of times what we find, especially you know smaller businesses, and we work with businesses of thousands to hundreds of millions. So we work on wide, wide spectrums here. And with that, you get individual businesses look at it and like, I know I, know I need to be doing something. So they'll just experiment and boost on Facebook or maybe run an ad set on Facebook, or maybe I just do some Google because they know they need to be doing something. If you are spending money, if you have money being paid out, that is media buying, whether you like it or not. It doesn't matter if you're in the local paper. It doesn't matter if you're on radio. It doesn't matter if you're on TV. It doesn't matter if you're on Google, Facebook, all the above. If you're on Amazon, that's paid media. That is media buying. And you should have a strategy behind it, not guessing on, oh, okay, yeah, no, this worked. It worked for us in the past, so let's look at it. No, it really is taking that step back and I and strategically outlining what that budget is to maximize it. The hard part about this is it is evolving and changing so quickly. Every week, literally. I mean, seriously, like how do you keep up? Because I feel like even for us, like one of our core services as an agency is social media management. And 
we'll be doing something a certain way and then a customer will come to us and be like, well, I saw this and heard that. And it's like, well, that's that's news as of two days ago, <laughs> you know, like we're trying to keep up. But how do you guys stay on top of kind of that change where y'all's industry has got to be tra- changing faster than any other industry out there? It's evolving faster than anything else. And I mean, you've got your social platforms, you've got your Google platforms, you've got all of that that's changing and evolving. And then you've got Amazon and you've got all these other pieces that go into it. But then programmatic, different tactics show up every week, different targeting shows up every week, different data sets show up every week. And how are you going to do it? So for us, we actually have a research team that is staying on top of it. But that's why this is all we do. And that's why when you in today's world, find that partner that that's what they do. Because in today's world, you can try to do this, have your specialty, know what you do. And that's fine. You can be the best at this. You're going to have to invest a lot. You're going to have to spend a lot. You're going to have to have overhead for just this. If that's what you want to do and that's your goals and you're going to have that return, go for it. If not, find a partner that is doing that so your overhead isn't over consuming everything else of what you're doing. Because we stay on research. We are on research tools and we have a team that is constantly and consistently in the research world every week and seeing things on a daily basis so that we're not caught off guard. Yeah. And and then beyond that, I mean, there's like a whole second layer that I don't think people talk about, which is like just the actual consumer behavior. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. Which that's like, that's just like a whole (laughs) nother piece of this that like you can't necessarily, I mean, you could keep up with it, but you have to just be, you have to be embedded into it. Right. You have to be actually participating to see like, holy crap, like look, look at what is happening on TikTok or Look at this piece of content that went viral on, you know, Netflix or and why did it go Hulu? viral and this type of video exactly. is going viral and these types are going viral. It's different than yeah. last week. And trying to be able to recreate that and like exactly. or at least leverage that to like, you know, ride the wave that it kind of put up. So Exactly. And the pandemic actually just shoved us into an evolution of media consumption and consumer behaviors that we weren't ready for. That none of us saw coming, frankly. Like we we look at yeah, our older sure. generations <laughs> And this is a, an evolution that probably would have taken 10 to 15 years or ever in some of our older generations. They went to social media overnight because that's the only way that they can t- stay connected to family. Well, now that they're yeah. still talking to family, I mean, we're talking 60 plus, 55 plus, all of a sudden we're on social media like never before. And now they're back face to face with their family. But guess what? That dopamine high of social media has not stopped and they're still yep. there. And how are, how is that changing their buying behaviors? How is that changing their shifts? What they're looking at? What are the videos that they're sending and and sharing? It's it's so funny to see that evolution because I look at yeah. my own family and family members that are in that age group, and you see the videos that they share, and we're like, yeah, we saw that two weeks ago. But <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm so news. excited <laughs> for you that you found that. That's awesome. Yeah. But you know, it's yeah. the excitement for them that they feel like they're part of something. But that yeah. to your point, it's the consumer behavior habits that are changing on the regular, and they are changing more and more. Yeah, I mean, things, there used to be like these like structured buckets, you know, like it was like, okay, Facebook is kind of the older demographic, Instagram's like the younger mid, like maybe Uh like the millennial, older millennial demographic. And then like TikTok and anything else that we haven't heard of yet was like the young man's game, right? Like Mm -hmm. that was what it was. But then post pandemic, like my mom has a TikTok account. Uh My mom has an Instagram account and she's honestly more engaged than I am on those platforms. I feel like she has more patience. She has a longer uh, attention span. For me, like I'm just like, 
I scroll for a few minutes, I get bored really easily and I'm on my way to the next thing, right? But my mom, she actually, I think she spends quite a bit of time there. She does, she's retired. She doesn't have anything else to do with her time. So that's, mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't say it's a good use, but good use, a good it's use. a different use <laughs> than what we've been used to, right? Like that's right. Exactly. Use. And so we as marketers are missing out on where our audiences are. But the great thing is, is that in a scary way, all the data is being collected on where they are, right? So we know this research. We know where they are. Your research tool, that's another big thing for us is our research tools We have to be constantly updating these and looking at our research tools and what are the research tools? What is the social sentiment out there? What are the people on brand research? What's your competitive analysis? We can know more about our competitors than we ever have now. And so those are the other pieces that you have to, these are things that you have to invest in as a business or find the partner to invest with you. So I guess the big question because, you know, we did our episode on, what was it called? Traditional marketing in the digital age. And it was kind of about emerging trends and all that. And we kind of talked about not getting too far away from some of the old tactics that work. But I guess the big question here would be, do you think traditional media is dead? No. So back to consumer behavior here. And I will, this is what's so fascinating with the pandemic. Consumer behavior. So our older generations went online. Our younger generations went to traditional platforms like we've never seen as if they were new platforms. So we cannot ignore the traditional platforms. I'll give you a prime example. You know, my kids now, they're teenagers. Our oldest son drives, our youngest son does not. And the other day we as a family are in the car and my son, my youngest one, who's 13, says, mom, turn on this specific radio station. Please turn it on. And my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, that's the radio station when we were in high school. Like that, (laughs) what do you mean? Like nothing's changed. We turn it on. I haven't listened to that in forever. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, the contests are the same. Everything's the same. But they Mm -hmm. turn to it as if it's a new platform and oh my gosh, because these kids have had nothing but streaming their entire Mm -hmm. lives. They have had nothing but whatever they chose was right there. Now they're finding that the local media formats and the traditional formats actually give them information. This is a generation that is totally fine to do research, wants information. I talk about generational marketing all the time, so I can get into the the reasons why they're a high research type of generation. But these traditional platforms, we have to include them in our plans. We can't ignore them. And I'm not saying that they should take all your budget. I'm saying that we need to look at ways of first, The number one question, and I know this is marketing 101, but who is our targeted audience, period? Yeah. Who are we targeting and where are they? And then we Mm -hmm. need to figure out what our paid strategies are behind it. But traditional media is not dead. Traditional tactics aren't dead at all. Mail had a huge comeback during the pandemic. Yeah. Huge comeback. Yep. If you're at home, yeah, you you got time to check mail. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. What else are you doing? You were lonely, but the the thing is, you were lonely and tired. You were talking to the same four or five people in your house forever. And you're like, go walk out to the mailbox, you know, like whatever it was for your sanity. And like I often joked in the middle of the pandemic when we were locked down, I often joked with my husband, I was like, I feel like I live in a train station. I just like it's it was Zoom call over here, Zoom call over here, everybody's zooming. But you had that. And but the thing is, is that it's not just the fact that it's come back. When we have a change in behavior, it creates a habit. So we need to maximize and take advantage of the habits that were created because of the pandemic. Yeah. How do you leverage the digital side with traditional to make a bigger impact in your campaigns? 
it's so important to know, again, back to that target audience, it's so important to have that combination of the two and use them together in their strengths. So where are we maximizing? If Let's say that it looks like it's a great idea with who we're targeting to use some local radio. Okay, we'll maximize that out. Make sure that you're doing it correctly for that format. Each tactic has a strategy of how you do it correctly for that format. And the same thing happens for digital. Let's make sure that we're using it strategically for the tactic strength and where we need to maximize those strengths. You've got to make sure that the platforms are there, that you're not diluting a budget, but you're making sure that it's inclusive of an omni-channel approach. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. It's got to be omni-channel. I mean, some people will come to us and and they just assume that if they do one piece of this bigger marketing puzzle, that it's going to you know make an impact. And it's like, I feel bad because there, there are companies kind of at that entry level stage where budget is so, so important, right? And I understand that. I mean, like we're all at that level of the business journey at some point. But if you focus your efforts just on one thing, you're probably not going to see the results that you are expecting because nowadays it is so many different platforms and so many outlets and places where people consume, you know, content. I mean, I had a meeting just the other day for a company that manufactures these these really they're pretty like heavy duty vacuum trucks. And the guy was like, yeah, we want to be on social media. We're thinking about running some Facebook ads. And I was like, hey, listen, like, am I saying Facebook ads is a bad thing? No. But right now, Facebook, to me at least, and it sounds like you kind of alluded to it earlier, is is right now a better place for kind of an overall branding it place. Is 100%. We can't target on it like yeah. we could. Mm-hmm. Where, and at the end of the day, I mean, you don't necessarily go to Facebook searching for a vacuum truck, right? No. Mm-hmm. You know, those platforms still exist, you know, like Google or other search engines. But that doesn't necessarily mean Facebook's not still a good option, right? Like you need to show up in multiple places. You need to stay top of mind. It's It takes like seven plus touch points before you catch someone's attention. Mm-hmm. There's this, I think I talked about it on one of our old podcast episodes, but there's this road that leads to like where my house is. And every billboard down that road are all different Rolex billboards. And it's like, they are literally <laughs> working you as you drive down the road yeah. to catch your attention. And it's that repetition and that frequency. So frequency is one of those things, you know, in, in old school traditional media, we talk about reach and frequency, reach and frequency. Yep. But the frequency part is so important. And we talked, you know, we used to talk, you know, the audience share, what stations are sharing audiences and where that crossover is. I mean, there was a science in this even 20 years ago. Now it's just amplified. And it's making sure that that omni-channel approach is there. Use your Facebook, use it, use that tool, but use it for where its strength is. It's a branding mechanism. That's what it is now. It's not a targeting tool anymore, but let's say, okay, you know, for this example of a vacuuming truck, okay, who's that target audience? Let's programmatically target. And I told, I have no idea who the client is. I have no idea what the brand is, right? But let's target that woman that needs her car cleaned out or let's try, like, let's Mm -hmm. target the specific persona to the degree of, I want to target a 35 year old woman who has two kids, who has expendable cash, who drives a minivan, who is going from practice to practice, like get deep into who your persona Mm -hmm. is. Your budget's going to go further and you're actually going to be able to reach them in a targeted method with display, with pre-roll, with OTT. We can target CEOs, CFOs. We can target by job title. We can target by lifestyle. We can target by, I'm a truck driver. Like there's so many different things. What kind of vehicle do you own? Now we can target in that. So use it to that strength of what your targeting can be. And then just add those layers of the other media platforms on top of it where their strengths are. So it's back to that frequency side of it. Frequency is so important in making sure that you have that omni-channel approach. 
And, you know, when I started in media, it was like, oh, yeah, you're going to get a thousand ad impressions a day. Think about where we are now. Like right. about yeah. how far it is. And it's not just ad impressions. It's brand impressions. How many logos we see, how many different overall arching branding we see all day long. Yeah. Not to mention retargeting, right? Like oh, we're yeah. talking about the regular targeting. Then That's we start exactly out retargeting. right. Start with targeting <laughs> and then retarget it back. Like talk about frequency. Like you have somebody who is very interested in your product. Make sure that you're following up. Make sure that you're doing it. I mean, there's, and we can tag your ads now and find out where, and where they're purchasing. If you have, and I'm going to get on e-commerce, make sure you have, like, if you are a retail type of shop, have an e-commerce option, have something. People shop online now more than they ever have. What are you doing in your Amazon strategy? If you have a product that you are trying to sell and it is something for high consumption, make sure that you're including that in your strategy. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent because you're so right. Things have changed so much over the last decade and even since COVID, I think you're right. Things have ramped up. It like doubled the speed at which we were growing, you know, is there any form of advertising that you think is best or is your favorite now? Ooh, that's tricky, John. (laughs) (laughs) I would say because how we can target now in programmatic space and I have, you have dozens of tactics with it. Programmatic is where everybody needs to get to and everybody is not. So that's probably right now, that's what I preach the most is identify that persona and programmatically target them. That It doesn't matter what size your budget is. Find a way to target them within that programmatic space. So all of them have their strengths. And frankly, I am to trick question the trick question and omni-channel approach is my favorite. If I'm going to pick one area that I see most brands and most agencies scared to use or not wanting to just rip the Band-Aid off and go use it, it's programmatic. And it's because they don't know how to. So they're scared of, I don't know how to do a bidding process. I know that if I, if I'm going to, and they're doing it poorly. So when I say programmatic, don't go to your local TV station and ask them to run a programmatic ad, find a programmatic partner, find a digital partner that knows how to do programmatic ads. And this is the biggest piece. Does that programmatic partner have a seat on a DSP directly? That's what you want. You don't want somebody that is broad where they're all the different layers come into it. You want that direct seat so that you have the best of both worlds. So find that partner in it. Don't go to your local TV station and let them sell you digital. Don't go to your local radio station and let them sell you digital. A lot of people do that. That is not what you want. You want something that is customizable to you and customizable to your brand. But that's the biggest piece because people still have the mystery of the Wild West of programmatic. So I guess to further ask you some questions on that, because I think that, again, there's the agencies out there that probably know exactly what we're talking about. And there's business owners who are saying, okay, programmatic, what does that mean? You know, programmatic, I think most of what we're thinking about TV, like you were talking about, or radio. I mean, how is programmatic advertising, what does it look like today? So programmatic advertising today is still a bidding process where it's a CPM. So it's a cost per impression and it's digital. But the biggest thing that we saw in COVID was we saw a huge shift to streaming devices during COVID, right? So that is actually where you need to be looking at even, it's a traditional platform done in a digital way, right? In OTT and CTV. We've been doing OTT and CTV for years, but now how are we programmatically targeting it and finding like, if you're, I'm gonna use the vacuum example. If I'm trying to target a specific person, I'm trying to target a specific audience, I can do that. Like I get served ads as a business owner. I know that that's because I'm a business owner. And those are the things that you're going to get served. And the programmatic is adding the layers 
of who your persona is and who you're targeting is within the digital space, but then also you're bidding on that process. It's scary because people don't understand it. Brands don't understand it. They know they need to be in digital. And oftentimes I'll tell you, Andrew, agencies are like, no, 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 we're doing, we're doing Google programmatic. We're fine. Totally different. It's not the same yeah. platform. It is not the same thing. You're, you you want to be on a trade desk on a DSP. And if you are not spending the millions to be directly on there, then you need to find a partner that does. And yeah. so it is that bidding process, targeting that persona, making sure your ads are being delivered to the persona in which you're targeting. But it's a digital platform, but we're targeting, it's the way we're targeting and we're bidding on that data that's available and the ads yeah. served. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I've seen, I've even seen companies like these mailing companies that send out, you know, postcards and mailers and things like that. Even they are starting to say like, oh yeah, when you buy a mailer from us, you're going to get some advertising. You're going like, to yeah. get digital. Uh-huh. It's like, well, wait a second. Like you guys are a print house, you know, like at the end of the day, you guys are a print house with some good graphic designers. And if I'm trusting you to handle the digital, that's not a good look because that's not where your level of expertise naturally is. And what's happening is brands more and more are going down that path because of the fact that it's easy. I know I need to be on digital. I know I need to do it. And I, I don't understand how to do it. And that's fine, except for find that partner that that's what they do, that that's what they know how to do. They know how to target and find that partner that knows how to do all the traditional tactics together, but do programmatic correctly. Yeah. That is the thing. Like if Google has its strengths and that's great and all these platforms have its strengths, but programmatic in its own space and not all DSPs are created equal. So no, okay, I'm going to get into this with programmatic a sure. quality impression. Make sure that you're not buying bots. Make sure that you're buying a quality impression. Make sure that you're buying the right thing. You're not just buying impressions to buy impressions and agencies. That is so important because we will just, Oh, it's a million impressions. Well, half of them were bots or half of them yeah. were on adult websites that were just impressions. Is that really what yeah, you wanted it? No, it's, right. they're, they're not quality impressions. Quality impressions is very important. That makes a lot of sense. So where do you mean, there's, I guess, two questions I hear, have here. So I'll start with the, from the agency side. I mean, how can agencies be doing better for their clients? And I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, what are the services that you guys offer to agencies to help them deliver better results for their customers? So a key thing with agencies is make sure that you understand and have the knowledge of omni-channel or find that partnership that does. It is not uncommon for, we work with a lot of agencies. That is a key thing where it's either a hybrid approach where we are, your you still have a media team and we work with your media team to cover certain aspects where your strengths aren't, or we are your media team and we become that in-house team for you that We'll white label, we'll do whatever it needs to for your client front. And we'll talk to clients, we'll do all that piece too. But know what your strength is as an agency. So on the agency front, where's your strength? If your strength is creative, hang out in the creative zone and find that media partner. If your strength yeah. is maybe traditional media, but you're not quite sure on the digital media. Like I had an agency that emailed me this morning and she goes, you know what, honestly, we thought our team knew digital. Come to find out they don't. So we're in a, between a rock and a hard place. We don't know what to do. And I need help. And instantly yeah. we come in, we step in, we help them out. And they're like, this was so much easier than I thought. And it's because of the fact like that's what we do. We just come in to help yeah. you look good to your client. We want you to look good to your client. And at the end of the day, the relationship for us is with you. And we want to make sure that you have what you need in that support. So know your strength. If you're very yeah. good at TV and radio, fantastic. That's great. Work with someone like us that is great in the programmatic space, great in the digital space. If you're great in the digital space, because this also happens, if you're great in the digital space, 
find that partner that's good in the traditional space because of the yeah. fact that the omni-channel approach is so important in today's world. And frankly, as agencies, you're leaving revenue on the table if you are not looking at this. If you are not looking at it in this manner of generating revenue, you're leaving revenue on the table. And I, I can't tell you how many agencies go, oh, I just don't do media because it's just a headache and it's not worth the revenue. Actually, if you were to outsource it, you should. If your partner is a good partner, because for us, we want you to make revenue off of us. That is what we want. We want to be a revenue generator for you. You're not having to carry the overhead, but you're getting the, the revenue out of it. At the end of the day, that's what it should be. But there's so many agencies that are like, oh, forget it, forget it, forget it. Well, you really should be looking at it. Marianne, you're speaking to me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking to me, okay? Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, you know, I, I'll say this. I've not been the person that said, I'm just not going to do it because I, there's not enough money. It's been that I've not found a partner that I've yeah. either been able to have enough like margins there that it even made yeah. sense to do it or where I, it was looking really amazing and everything that they had to say looked good. And they were like, we offer this and that and this. And then they were like, and you're gonna pay this one big giant setup fee and you're gonna pay us monthly. And then it was like, well, wait a second. Like I'm sending you business. Like I'm literally handing you customers. Yep. Yep. Like like if anything, like this should be more of like a lead acquisition cost that you should be paying. 100%. And so I've struggled finding that partner. And it is one of our big areas of opportunity. Like I know that we're leaving revenue on the table because we don't offer anything on the media buying side and it's a big opportunity for us because our clients i mean a website is amazing but right. if the website doesn't have incredible traffic coming through the pipeline right. and coming through the different exactly. funnels then it's not worth anything so it's hard to prove the roi of a good website without the digital side without any paid digital going towards it without any form fills or whatever it is that that website is supposed to be if that's e-commerce if that's anything what yes. are you driving and frankly that's where for you you're, oh, great. I, I developed this beautiful piece and I developed this is amazing. And now I'm going to hand it off and trust it with somebody else. Or you can yes, have a partner that bad. helps you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes it is. It's very hard. And really what for agencies, what we offer and bring is to be able to open up that offering for you so that you can still stay in that relationship with that client long term. It extends your relationship time with the client. It likes you stay in that cycle longer. It lets you, it actually helps you generate revenue for ongoing marketing campaigns and various things that are happening. So yeah, no, it's a very, oftentimes I wish I could say that all media agencies are just like amazing to work with and spot on. Yeah. There are some great ones, but there are some really, really ugly frogs out there that you kiss yeah. and it, there's no princes behind it and yeah. it becomes difficult. And it, the promise of the world, there's no strategy. It's just like, it, well, there's some that are like, no, 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 you tell us what to do. And we'll just do it. And okay, that's fine. Yeah. Well, what's the strategy? What's the research? What's all behind it? For sure. Yeah. And it's like, what if I don't know? Like, so right now we're running some ads for an e-commerce client and the partner told me that, yeah, we manage the ads, we manage this, we manage that. And so I logged in and I was like, man, this isn't performing very well. So I emailed them and I was like, hey, like I noticed the performance wasn't good. And they're like, oh, we'll get a quick audit from our team and we'll get back with you. And they came back with this long email of all these things that needed to be done. And I was like, cool. Like, I don't know what that means. I thought you guys were going to be doing that. And they were like, oh, no, you'll implement our suggestions. And it's oh like, oh, my gosh, that's a bait and mm -hmm. switch it for is. one. And two, yeah. like I was trusting that you guys were going to be the experts here. Yeah. Now I'm the one kind of like left with this client that's expecting, expecting a certain caliber and they're not getting and I can't deliver. Yeah. Right. And now I look like at the end of the day, like they don't look bad. I look bad. A hundred percent because you're the face to the client. That's right. And what do they care? 
And that's like, to me, that's where I take the most pride is my relationship with you is very important to me yeah. and to us and to our team. We want you to look good to the client and we optimize on the regular. We're optimizing daily with what our buys are and looking, okay, what problems are there? What things are there? What, I'm not going to just suggest to you, Andrew, go fix it. Like that. Yeah. Well, if it's on the media <laughs> buying side, no, not at all. Yeah, it's like, it's a clearly reason why I hired you in the yeah, first place. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. It sounds like Marianne, you and I have a conversation Apparently. after this. Right. Any other agencies out there struggling to manage the, the paid side and an omni-channel approach, it's time to call her up. All right. Well, that's and the, I'll tell you, the bottom line. you're not the only agencies. There's so many, there's dozens. Yeah. For us, it's, I think my love and passion is to work with agencies and to work with brands to help them. I'm, I'm all about the help and education side and we're not going to be like, oh no, that's too small. We're not going to help you. No, I'm. we're going to try to figure out a way. Of course, we're going to tell you if it's not going to work, but we will be upfront in that. And you're not the only agency. I think that's the other thing for agencies to hear. You're not alone. There's. I speak yeah, yeah. At, at things. I do round table. I do all these things. And when I talk to agency owners, they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And they start, and I see the panic. <laughs> like when I'm doing a round table or I'm doing, or I'm speaking, I literally see like their face turn just blank yeah. and they start to panic and they're like, we're so far behind. No, there's solutions. There's ways to do it. Just take that initiative and make that call. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know who to call mosaic media. Yeah. The website will be in the show notes. No problem. Yes, Don't fret. Sure. <laughs> we got you for the business owners out yeah. there listening. Where do they start? You know, like where, what's the first place they should, you know, look, or what's the first thing they should do when they're considering, uh, you know, an ad strategy or or an ad campaign for their organization. So on the business side, what's really, I guess, not, I, w- I don't want to use the word hard, but what can be frustrating is that there have been so many people who call you every day to sell you something. And mm-hmm. you are trying to figure out which one do I actually buy? What do I not buy? What's good? What's not? At the end of the day, you know your product and you know what you do and you know what you do well. It's okay to ask for marketing help. It's okay to ask for that expert help in that for you. Don't be afraid to ask for that. So on the agency side, we're scared to try new tactics because we don't know how to. On the business side, if we're not marketing people, there's a lot of business owners that are marketing people and they know how to do it, but maybe they're not media people. Maybe they're yeah. sales. They're, you know, I call it the marketing bridge. We've got the bridge. We've got all the different pillars that hold up this bridge, yeah. right? And all these different things. You can call it the umbrella, you know, all these different things in there. You are either on the sales side of that bridge or you're on the media side of that bridge. You're on the, you know, where's your marketing side? And if you don't understand the media side, it's okay to ask for help. Don't ask for help from just a TV station rep or a radio station rep because they're selling you something. Yeah, they're a salesperson. Yes, they're a salesperson. And at the end of the day, they have their sales goals to reach, which I do think that they all, and I've had that background and I do think that they all have a good intention with everything that they are offering and trying to sell. However, they have sales goals at the end of the month that they have to reach and they're going to do that. So find that approach or that partner, do your own research. There's tons of research. I write blog posts all the time. I have lots of writings out there. Research it. I talk about different strengths of each tactic and various things. Research it. Find out where your audience is and do that side. What I will say, business owners, I know for you, at the end of the day, you're going, how can I squeeze one more thing in to do? You are trying to make payroll. You are trying to make every all your sales happen. You're overwhelmed. You're stressed. If you're the owner, even if you're the CMO, it doesn't matter. If you're the CMO, you're looking for that return. How am I getting yeah. my ROI? How am I calculating that? 
embrace and lean into the digital space a little bit because there are a lot of things that we can do even in the traditional side and in the digital side to track that ROI a little bit better for you. So look at those tactics. Don't be scared to ask for help. You're not alone. You're not the only one that's out there, but don't just take what somebody is selling you. Know the difference between strategy and sales and somebody's going to sell you something and then somebody's going to give you a strategic outlook on what to do. Yeah. Are there different things or certifications or affiliations that you can look for in a partner that might help you them stand out? Absolutely. Look if they're Google partners, look at what, ask them what trade desks they work on. What DSPs are you on? This is the biggest question as a business owner and in a, as an agency. Are you a direct seat on a DSP? Ask that question. Are you a direct seat on a DSP? People, a lot of media firms, a lot of people out there will be like, oh no. Or if they circle around it, if they aren't, they aren't. And that's what you that's want. Right. You want that direct seat. And so you want that push. Are you, so Google certified, Amazon certified, Bing certified, all the different certifications. Look sure. for references, look for agencies, look for brands that are partnering with them. Look at who they talk about, who they work with. Ask them about some of their clients. Like we sign an NDA with every client. We're never going to share information, but we can share industries that we work within. Yep. Find that agency that is great within your industry. If you're a business yeah. partner, if you're a business directly, Go and look. There's a lot of niche agencies that do specifically for what your brand is looking for. Yeah, so, absolutely. Honestly, Google's an amazing tool. Use it and try to fi- find where you can go and who you can push that is a great fit for you. And listen to your gut. If your gut's not feeling good, just move on. And that's okay. It's an okay thing to listen to that instinct. You've gotten far with it. It's okay to listen to it. Yeah, for sure. I feel like this conversation could go so many different oh, ways. Yeah. Because there is just so much to like unpack when it comes to media buying and because like I'm just thinking about all the just the ones I know about and I bet you probably know a hundred more. Oh, yeah. Like I just came across a new one yesterday that is what is I don't know what that's called. I guess it's like TV for businesses and like I guess it's you know what I'm saying like this like instead of having cable you put these little Apple TV devices in it plays different networks like Chive TV and all these other content. But then within that there's an entire ad network. There is. And it's like, what? And you can programmatically bid it. So I can programmatically bid it for that specific type of audience that I'm looking for. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't even realize like, I mean, I knew that there's a lot of places out there, but you don't realize just how granular it gets. There are places to advertise. You don't even know that you could be advertising. And well, and I think that's what's really important on the programmatic space. What's really helpful to brands and to agencies is if you know that persona and you know who you're targeting you don't have to go down rabbit holes of figuring out where everybody is. The data will start to tell you where it is. And you're t- you can pull it by certain tactics. You can pull it by certain things to see, okay, within my target audience, this is where I should be. And yeah. so that's a, a key thing of, you know, is it the carpet for the horse, the chicken and the egg? I mean, it really can be, it can be overwhelming. Like you just said, Andrew, like, I didn't even know, like, there's all these different avenues I could be promoting and could be advertising in, and I didn't even know it existed. So on the digital space, what's great about that is our data shows us where our consumers are. This is like such a common theme in all of our interviews is know your customer, know their behaviors, know the things that make them tick, understand what matters to them. You know, one of our, our episodes that we just did was all about branding. And, you know, branding is not always this service that people feel like they need unless they're big, high dollar company or, you know, unless they're really just like hating their logo. Right. And it's like, oh, it's time for a rebrand or a, re- a brand refresh. But it's like, no, branding is literally at the core of everything you do. Yep. I mean, it it helps you identify 
all of those things that we're trying to utilize then in every area of your business, whether it's ad targeting or organizational decisions, culture decisions. I mean, it's so important. So, well, I think now's a good time to transition to your opportunity to share a business growth hack with our listeners. Business growth hack wise, I think it's really important to, and I've been talking about it a lot, but is that programmatic concentration and know that your small budgets actually can do something digitally. And I think that that is something we get caught up into of, I only have a couple thousand dollars, or I only have this, or I only have that. Don't talk yourself out of it. I think business is period. So not only am I a media person, but I'm a business owner. At the end of the day, yeah. we could talk ourselves out of a lot of things. We can talk ourselves into a lot of bad things. <laughs> That's right, exactly. We can talk ourselves out of a lot of things. And business hack, business growth, start leaning into the programmatic space. Start leaning into that digital space. Don't ignore the traditional, but start leaning into it. That is the biggest thing that we see the biggest growth for brands now and for companies and sales is lean into that persona, lean into where they are test it if you don't trust it and that's okay but give it time mm-hmm. so now i'm going to go into an ad a little bit to this hack yes. give it time do not just change it because you didn't get a results in a week you have to give it time marketing agencies clients brands directly we want such an immediate access to our customers so quickly without thinking about what their sales cycle is. If I'm selling mattresses, that's an every five year purchase. So I better be out there doing it correctly. If I'm selling a car, that's actually like, it depends on the type of car. Yeah. (laughs) But if you look at it, okay, I at least need 90 days to test something. If I'm not testing something for 90 days and I'm knee jerk reacting to something, I'm wasting my money, period. So if you're not willing to invest for a decent amount of time to test it, then don't do it. But lean into that programmatic space and test it because you will find that you're going to get data on your consumer more than you actually realize. There's data sets there. There's things that you're going to learn about your consumer by doing it, but give it time to collect. Yes. The one thing we tell people all of the time is like, listen, like, if I'm recommending a $1,000 monthly SEO spend, I suggest a minimum of a three to six month time frame. If you can't commit to that, I'd rather not take your money. Exactly. Like, it's not ethical of me. You're not going to have the expectations in line. Like, it's just not a good fit, you know? If you're willing to invest that money, I promise you, you're going to see some form of results. It might not be the results you're expecting, but at least it gave us some insight around what we need to change, what we can do to make it better. How do we shift? What are people saying about your brand? And Oh, man, I feel like there's so many hacks out there. Yes, there's so many things that I could talk about all day, but do that research, know what's out there, know what that tactic is for you. Lean into that programmatic space, give it time to work. If you're doing all your legwork ahead of time of research and okay, so I'm going to go into one more hack though. Check the social (laughs) sentiment of your brand. What are people saying about you? Mm, What are they doing? What are they saying? Do the research on you. What are they saying? What is making that buying purchase for you? And if you're doing all of that, and you give it time, you're going to see results. You're going to see things. But you cannot need jerk react after a week of, I haven't had the phone ring once. Or I haven't got, I haven't had yeah. one form fill. I haven't had one sale online. Because you probably need to give it time. That's right. You yeah. can't just need jerk react. Yeah, that's great advice. Marianne, thank you so much for all your insight. This is a topic that obviously I don't know enough about. <laughs> 
and <laughs> somewhere that I have an opportunity to find a great partner like you. So I look forward to having a conversation offline about that. And I encourage other agencies out there listening to the show. If, if advertising is not your strong skill and you're looking for some support, you know, certainly reach out to her team. Why don't you let us know how people can support you, what you have coming up next, what we can do to how to follow you, all that fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I'm always writing articles and blog posts. You can always find them there on our website. So that's mosaic.agency. If you want to get a hold of me directly, mosaic.agency forward slash contact, that goes straight to my email. Reach out with questions, anything. I'm always an open book and I always love to educate and help. You can see me on Twitter at Media Maps or I'm on LinkedIn as well. So reach out, love to connect. I love to talk with agency owners and I love to talk to brands directly and just share what knowledge we have. That's awesome. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. And you guys, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.